Hi everybody, Brian McElhatton here with the ABC 21 Daily. It is September 1st. About 5,000 Afghans are expected to call Camp Atterbury home on a temporary basis. Once they arrive in Indiana, the government will work to find them permanent housing. And once that happens, how do they fit in to American culture? What might life be like for them? Our Corinne Rose caught up with a Burmese refugee here in Fort Wayne. She came here with her family 15 years ago, and her experience might prove valuable for the Afghans. The Secretary of Defense named Camp Atterbury as one of six sites across the country chosen to temporarily house tens of thousands of Afghan refugees evacuated from the country. The federal government will pay to house, feed, medically treat, and security screen them to ease their transition to living in the United States. Atterbury will receive a thousand Afghan refugees at a time, up to 5,000 total. Nain Wayne Wei explained what she went through when Catholic Charities brought her to Fort Wayne from a Burmese refugee camp in Thailand in 2005. I helped my refugee and how we can make them, um, you know, like to forget about the past and focus on positive um, changes and then have a good life. Because of what they lived through in Burma, she says she and her family were afraid to speak to what she describes as very large police officers here. She says cultural differences like that with any refugee could be significant and that the community should be patient as the newcomers try to settle in. They are going to face lots of challenges, but that challenges is somehow is a good chain in their life and they have to go step by step. Catholic Charities is one of very few organizations in Indiana designated by the federal government to resettle refugees. Those with relatives already living in America will be resettled near them. Some of the refugees in this new country on their own may settle in Fort Wayne, but it's not known how many that could be. We're talking to housing, education systems, health care, and especially interpreters. Right now, that's going to be a huge thing that we need to work on. Catholic Charities hopes to learn more about how many refugees could resettle in the area in the next few weeks. Corinne Rose, ABC 21. Well, today was the first day of the mask mandate at Northwest Allen County Schools. We sent our reporter, Jeff Newmeyer, up to Carroll High School today to see how things went. When he got there, he saw a crowd, a small crowd of protesters and parents upset about the mask mandate, and he saw some kids who had to go home because they refused to wear a mask. He has this. Uh, some resistance to the mask policy on display here today. I'm uh, told up to 20 students approached the high school this morning without masks on. We'll start with that. Face coverings were uh, offered to them. Some put them on and came inside. Others turned around and went home. In that scenario, students get credited with undocumented absences. And uh, after 10 of those during the year, you are flagged for some type of disciplinary action. People unhappy about the policy change. As you mentioned, we're out front at the start of the day protesting. Several dozen folks carried signs reading, Unmask Next Students Now. At Monday night's school board meeting, where the mandate was put in force by a vote of three to two, opponents chanted, Revote, Revote, and shouted at school officials and doctors who lobbied for the mask requirement as a way to combat COVID. Longtime board member Ron Felger, who voted for the mandate, believes the board has no choice but to follow the best medical advice in this debate. You'll hear from him in a moment. We also talked to Claire South, an instructional assistant at Carroll, who says she resigned today under pressure. She was confronted about not wearing a mask in a study hall classroom. 
told administrators she stays at least six feet away from others to qualify for a mask exemption. But she says she walked out after she claims uh, that she was told her objection didn't cut it. Administrators didn't believe her uh, her reason was a legitimate one. One of the protesters outside, the wife of school board president Kent Summers, who argues if in-person learning gets canceled, it will be on the superintendent, not on anti-maskers. None of us wants to see that shut down, and that's going to be uh, up to him. But um, I would tell you that we were in masks all last year. We still got shut down. I suspect they'll still shut us down. Unfortunately, it's an organization I can't support now because, you know, stripping freedoms of people and not giving them the time and consideration and acting like their reasoning and personal beliefs isn't worth your time, I'm not sad. At the end of the day, I think we have to trust our medical professionals. We are not medical people. Every, I guess everybody has an opinion on their own health care, and I understand that. But we are responsible for 8,000 8, students, and it's just not the students. It's the people that these students live with. Now, Felger would like to see the Allen County Health Commissioner order a mask mandate for local schools right now. But he recognizes the school boards have to be accountable for uh, tough decisions uh, in the educational arena. COVID cases are becoming a bigger problem, of course, across our area now, including in Northwest Allen schools. The NAC's face covering requirement is set to extend through October 14, though if the COVID uh, overall picture gets worse, there's potential for that policy to carry on beyond that date. Back to you. Now, we do need to tell you this. There is an overwhelming body of scientific and medical knowledge that tells us that masks are indeed effective at slowing the spread of COVID-19. That study is available on the CDC's website through the National Institutes of Health. Uh, many colleges and universities have that information posted on their website, not just here in the U.S., but all around the world. We've even put links to those studies on our website, WPTA21.com, to make it really easy for you to find. There's so much misinformation out there particularly on social media, cable news, talk radio. But we want to connect you with the facts so you can make decisions for yourself. So where do we stand with the numbers today in Indiana? Well, there were 29 new deaths reported, 4,822 new cases, and the state's positivity rate is at 11.2%. It keeps rising. Again, doctors tell us wearing masks Widespread vaccinations can help us drop that number quickly. When we look at the state's color-coded map, most of Northeast Indiana remains in the orange. That's the second highest amount of spread. LaGrange County is one step down. They're in the yellow this week. No counties in 21 country are in the red yet. But again, that positivity level, it is rising. Infections are rising. We may hit red in the days and in the weeks to come. Despite the vaccine mandate at Indiana University, that school is seeing enrollment growth at its Bloomington campus. The total enrollment for the fall is 45,328 students, an increase of more than 5% from last year. But the IU system overall, those other campuses around the state, for all of that, enrollment was down by about 1.6% from last fall. You remember IU was really the first university to come out and tell students to either get vaccinated or go to school somewhere else. There was a lawsuit filed, including by a few students up here in 21 country. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court shut that down and allowed IU to continue 
with the vaccine mandate. Those are the stories we're tracking for you right here on the ABC 21 Daily. Plenty more, of course, on the website, WPTA21.com, and on our ABC 21 mobile app. We hope you'll download it if you haven't already. I'm Brian McElhatton. I'll be back again here tomorrow with more news. We'll see you then.